Oh, so this is the cold open? Yeah, cold open, but it's going to be a quick one because I'm just going to hit this button right now. Welcome to the Morning Skate, episode 299. We have a big guest, and I actually was just thinking about it. He's been on this podcast the fourth most out of anybody who's ever been on this podcast before. Definitely. Brownie, you should introduce him. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hot off the uh, ice at Matthews, we have the associate head coach for the six-time, right? Six-time Hockey East champs, the Northeastern Huskies. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Nick Carpenito. Carp, Coach Carp, how are you, buddy? I'm well. How are you guys? Coach fucking Carp, I am so pumped right now. Whoa, we, we whoa, are gonna that reminds so me. Actually. So there you go, Carp. Go ahead, Ked. So this is this is an NCA broadcast, right? Oh, I said frick, didn't I? Yeah, but it's okay. So every time you swear, we're gonna coach. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Brownie's gonna make just a quick note. That's one dollar donation to the program for every. Swear. I can, I can, for all of us. I can do that. I can do that, and also. Make sure he also doesn't know how many times he mentions Bergeron because that's $10 towards it. <laughs> that's fine. This is going to, you ever seen that Bud Light commercial? Was it the Bud Light commercial with the swear jar in the office? Yeah. Yeah. That's going to what this is going to turn into. We're going to have a team party after this day. <laughs> yeah. We're probably going to go on another, you know, bender perhaps, but we're, we're going to, we'll figure it out. But, um, Let's just kind of hop into it. We, we're going to do our normal podcast, uh, and then we're going to kind of get into your background and what was going on there. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. So we're going to start with Mia Culpa's Talk Some Team oh, USA. Carp, here come the videos. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the Morning Skates Mia Culpa's with Cat and Brownie. That's just the tip of the iceberg, that, buddy. That's just the first one, dude. <laughs> that's back rink Valley Sports. That's it, buddy. That's <laughs> it. That's, that's it. You got it. My first ever hockey game when I was like 12. We played there together a couple of times. Really? Remember, you came and played with us. Oh, that's right. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah that was a long time ago. Not a lot of back checking that game, if I remember correctly. Well, it's barely. There, there rarely is. Yeah. <laughs> so, Maya Culpa's, we don't, we had a clean podcast, Ked and I. Shocking. I love that. Shocking. Love so what we're doing for Maya Culpa's, and, and Coach Carp is jumping in on this, last time we did our all-Canadian team, and uh, Jenks, you can go directly to hell for picking Ked's roster over mine in a gritty five-game series. It's a better roster. And so tonight we're doing the USA roster, and Coach Carp is playing as well. So you want to go line by line, like work, go like around the around the horn? Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. I just don't really know like what line's going to be my first line. That's like my only thing. Um, but yeah, I'll figure it out. We're good. All right, go ahead, Ked. You start. Okay, so I'm going to start off, and I, I think this line has earned it. I know Brownie's going to hate it. Uh, I have Robertson from Dallas. Uh, you can't not put him with Pavelski, so there's a little bit of chemistry there. And I'm going to put the young stud, Jack Hughes, in the middle of those guys. Uh, my reasoning is, is Brownie and I always talk about, you know, he doesn't really play the defensive side of the game. He's kind of easy to knock off the puck. If he's ever going to grow a set of balls, it's going to be on a line with Joe Pavelski telling him, hey, nut up or shut up. So that would be my first line. A lot of scoring, big ice sheet. Hughes can skate. We can all agree with that. Robertson can fill the net. And Pavelski... I'm going to give him the C. I think he's, I think he's earned it. So that would be my first line. All right. 
So my first line, which is also going to annoy you, Ked, on the left wing is Jake Gensel, which I know you can't oh, stand him. Dude, I forgot about Jake Gensel. <laughs> I told you this was going to happen. We're going to all be like, oh, I forgot about that. That's guy. a good pick. That's a good pick. So I got Gensel on one wing and my, my boy Clayton Keller on the other wing. Oh, yeah. I love this kid. And in the middle, Jack Eichel. Okay, That's I can't wait for them to be matched up against Marshan, Konechny, and Kadri. That'll be fun to watch. I'll take them. <laughs> I'm still. I'm. I know I'm going to get roasted for my team, but I don't care. These are the guys. You're giving Clay and Keller the most ice time on Team USA. You might get roasted a little bit. Carp, what do you got? You're going to love this kid. I got Robertson. Yeah. I got Hughes in the middle, and I got Matthew Kachuk on the wing. Okay. The right I don't wing. hate that. Left shot on the right wing. I figure he'd be able to clear out a little bit of space for Hughes. And if somebody somebody gets a little bit feisty with Hughes, he's the guy that's going to stop it. I, I feel like I, we're at a disadvantage with Carp actually building a line, actually, now that I'm thinking this through. Well, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a coach. What he does for a job. <laughs> yeah, so, All right, go ahead, uh, Ken. Who's your number two? All right, my second line, I'm going to keep probably some more scores up there. So in the middle, Austin Matthews. Uh, on the left side, they say Matthews is the best. Some people say Patty Kane's the best. Put those two together. Uh, Matthews has that shot. Patty Kane has that ability to kind of, you know, create time and space for his other players. And then on the right side, now that you said Gensel, I might change it to Gensel, but originally I had Kyle Connor just because he's another guy who can just fucking, God, all right, he can just rip the puck in the, uh, in the back of the net. So I have Kane who just dishes and two absolute snipers on there. So that'd be my second line. So you're going with Connor? I'm going to go Kyle Connor, yeah. All right. All right, my second line is uh, Brady in the middle, Matthew on the left, and the big boy Tage Thompson on the other wing. Okay. That is a diesel line right there. It's a, it's a good line. I, that's my third line, except for I have Thompson in the middle. Yeah. The triple T line, that's what I was talking oh, about. Oh, that's what you were talking about. All right. Carp, like what do you got that. for your second line? So I got Matthews in the middle. Mm-hmm. I got Keller. And I got this was this was one person I had a lot of trouble placing, but he just kind of had to be on the team. I got Eichel on the right. Okay, I agree. I, I had a little bit of trouble placing Eichel, as you, you guys will see that later. But mm-hmm. and I, Brownie and I talked off air. A lot of my team is centers, like, yeah. and I'm just going to have them play wing. I think that's I'm probably doing the opposite. <laughs> it's an easier adjustment, I would think, for a center to play wing than it would be a wing to play center. So I don't think it's out of the question to do this. I think but it's fair. I, yeah, if I can I like do it, they can do it. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, have exactly. a lot less a lot less responsibilities as a winger. Anybody That's can play in. And and at all times you have face off guys in case somebody gets kicked out, which is yeah. another thing that I was thinking about. My mm-hmm. third line, I already mentioned it. I have Kachuk on the left, Thompson in the middle, Kachuk on the right, the triple T. I put Thompson in the middle because that's going to be a big bang heavy line. Uh, both Kachuks are going to stir the pot. Tage Thompson, you know, maybe picks up a loose puck after after like a huge hit or a, like a dirty slew foot, whatever it might be, goes down and scores. So that'd be my third line. Heavy, fast. I wouldn't want to be on the ice against them. I mean, how big is Tage Thompson? He's like 6'4", 6'5"? 6'7". Yeah, he's like 6'7", 6'8". Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go have fun playing against those three. Yeah. So I got, for my third line, I got Robertson with Dylan Larkin in the middle and Debrinkat on the other wing. I don't. Uh, it's gonna Crazy. be interesting. Is did bring it on? He's on the Red Wings now, right? Yeah. Yes. So you might see a little Larkin to bring it this year. Yeah. Which could be interesting. Um, that this is to bring it was one of my reserves, but I, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, Carp, what do you got for your third? I got a Triple T as well. 
I got I love, look at us, huh? Yeah. I got Thompson in the middle. So I got six four, six, seven, six, four. Yeah. Uh I got Brady Kachuk. I got Tage Thompson and Alex Tuck. Oh, Alex Tuck makes the team. No way. Yeah. Yeah. I he need a banger line. I'm not yeah. gonna depend on that. I mean they they got some plenty of offensive touch, but that's the line that's gonna make Canada's first line miserable right there. I, I like that. I like yeah. that. And my, my fourth line now, I don't know if it's going to make people miserable. I just think that every one of these players is super annoying to play against. I have Dylan Larkin, uh, Jack Eichel in the middle, and then I have JT Miller on the other side. The reason why I did this, I think you can kind of put all those guys together, get them to buy in maybe more of a checking role. If not, the cool thing about these guys is they could literally fill any other spot in this lineup uh, because they can all play the middle. Or if, if somebody gets hurt, they can easily bump themselves up to, you know, either add a little bit of edge or feistiness, whatever it might be to, uh, the lines above and i mean centers i have hughes thompson matthews eichel that's a whole lot of skill so that's pretty interchangeable as well so that'd, that'd be my fourth line uh so my fourth line is uh joe pavelski in the middle kyle connor on one wing connor garland on the other connor garland makes the olympic team he wow. does in my world he does yes yeah austin matthews isn't even on your team i'm sure people are gonna be real happy about that i told you i'm <laughs> gonna get roasted i'm not gonna win this and i will say this right now so we talked car before you get on here I have a fifth line, which I'm affectionately calling the 10 ply line, who are going to have to sit up in the stands and earn their rosters on Brownies Team USA. Hughes, and that, is, and that is Gaudreau, Hughes, and Matthews. They are in street clothes until they earn it. I completely forgot about Johnny Hockey. Oh, man. And Johnny Gaudreau is head and shoulders tougher than the other two. I can't stand those two. Yeah, That's I the, mean. This is the problem I, with Gaudreau, though. You, you have him as a – I mean, he's a top six guy. Yeah. Right. But who do you think out of the top six? Yeah. Exactly. Gaudreau's in the stands eating popcorn. For my I mean, team. I would, I would love to have him. But my my fourth line was I had Gensel. He's good defensively. He's usually yeah. he's a plus twenty two this year. I had uh, Pavelski in the middle. Coach, by the way, I love how you just use plus minus to describe a player's defensive ability. That just made my day. Thank you so much. No, A plus. Thank you. This is this is a pro plus minus podcast. In case we don't do beer league, we lost seven to three last game, and I was even. So just saying. Good for you, my guy. Well, my the only the only issue I had with Gensley even using the plus minus, and I actually I talked to some of the players about this today too. We got into a big thing, Um, but he's Crosby's line mate, isn't he? Yep. Yeah, it's a pretty easy way to get. You think it's inflated? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, I, I, I mean, Crosby you can replace Crosby with Matthews and Kane and move him up on that line, and he's going to – Actually, you want to talk about your players? I'll take Katie Knoll over Jack Hughes or Aston, Austin Matthews for her okay. grit right there. So there you go. Fair enough. Hell yeah, Brownie. <laughs> I'm going to ride this right to the ground, this shit. Give me, Tessa, give me Tessa Ward, too, on the other wing. Let's go. Well, Wardo's fun. She would run people over. <laughs> who's, your, who's your other winger on that fourth, Carp? This is, um, this is a flyer. Go ahead. Bernie or Bernie, or oh. sorry. Oh, yeah. I don't hate that. I like that I actually. Get, get him some playing time now for the future Olympics. I yeah. thought about Fantilli as well for this. This was a this was the big one that we we were arguing about. The the girls they needed him on the team. And really? We did, we did some research. He's he's good. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be all right. I don't know if he's a fourth line guy, but he'll be fine. He'll be better than Lafreniere for sure. Um. <laughs> Love it. Uh, my <laughs> reserves, I'm going to go Keller, Gensel, Johnny Hockey. Okay. I think we do three, right? I'm good yeah, with that. Sure. I'm not counting my three that are up in the stands watching. Those are a separate whole thing. So my, I only have two. 
my two uh, black aces are uh, Sean Cotier and Blake Wheeler. I'd Wheeler, Miller, and uh, Goodrell. Wait, Sean yeah. Couturier? Yeah. Is American. he not Canadian? American. I looked it up this time. <laughs> Did that? Wow. Did he play for like Team USA World Junior? Should I double, should I double this? Should I double check this? Is what I'm hearing. I think yeah. I all right. Go sure ahead with your defense Canadian. while I'm double checking. All right. So my defense. Um. Uh. My first pair. This is a pair that could have happened, but it didn't. Oh, he's an American-born Canadian professional ice hockey player. So he's, he's probably like Canada. one of the Felinos. He gets to pick which team he wants. He'll pick Canada. Well, there's a yeah. there's a Mia Culpa already. No, he's an American Canadian. Born. Fantilli's Canadian. Oh, is he? Oh, big time. Well, there oh. we go. Well, that's why I didn't make my team then. Saved it. In, in real time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my my first pair, uh, Adam Fox and Ryan McDonough. Uh, I think they complement each other's games really well. We have a right-hand shot, left-hand shot. Um, Fox has a lot of poise with the puck. McDonough's going to be that, you know, just absolute warrior on the back end. I, I think I'd like to see that a lot. So that that would be my top pair. Uh, my top pair is Adam Fox, and we call him Chucky Bright Lights, and there's no bright lights bigger than the Olympic stage. Charlie McAvoy and Foxy. Yep. The number two American defenseman. You're right. That's a good pair. <laughs> I had a um, lot, of, lot of offense here, but I had Fox and Hughes. Okay. That's a quick little pair. They moved the puck pretty good. Yeah. So it's it, it's almost like having two Skylar Fontaines, Brownie. Yeah, <laughs> Fox is a little Fox is a little bit heavier. I think Fox. I think Skyler's got more grit, to be honest. Yeah. With you. <laughs> Turtles against Marshan one time. Now he doesn't have grit. Uh, my second pair. Would you turtle for Marshan? Yeah, he would 100%. beat the wheels off me. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I, I would turtle with anybody in the NHL other than Mark Stahl. Everybody else down. Ronnie, would you not? No, I'd t- I'd fight him. Oh my god. Buddy, there is there is no limit to my confidence. He would be wet wheeling your ass the whole way oh, down. I'm dude. sure he would. I'd be so out of breath from chasing him around. All uh, right. My second pair, John Carlson and Charlie McAvoy. Um, again, I think they kind of complement each other's style. And I think this kind of frees up McAvoy to kind of join the rush a little bit if he wants. Carlson's got a good shot for the power play. He's been, I mean, he's played international for a while. If you guys remember, I'm pretty sure he had the no look shot against Canada in overtime to win US gold. Um, so he shows up and shows out. So that'd be my number two pair. My number two pair who you don't like is, uh, Zach Wierenski and Jacob Slavin. Yeah. Spuddy I mean, Eddie. It's a, it's and he has okay. got some upside. I love the way that kid skates. I like that. Right. I had, uh, Slavin and McAvoy. That's a good pair. Lefty righty compliment each other. Well, McAvoy can do his thing. Slavin will, he'll take care yeah. of the rest. I don't hate that. Slavin's on my third pair with Hughes. Then I have Slavin and Hughes. So I think if you look, Fox, McAvoy, Hughes, the young guns, all kind of with more of a veteran-type presence with them uh, who are also capable of defending and adding a little bit of offense. Mm-hmm. Who's your third pair, Ked? That's uh, Slavin and Hughes. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you were given like a summation. No, I'm just trying to explain why my team rocks. <laughs> all right. My third pair, I'm going to go with your guy, Ked. You convinced me in our pre-talk. I'm going to go with McDonough. But I'm sticking with Ryan Lindgren. I love that kid. Absolutely love him. He shouldn't be here, but I just love him. Yeah, I do too. I love him a lot. I don't. I agree he shouldn't be there, but the fact that he's there makes me feel pretty good. So appreciate that. Way to play. Should be a Bruin. Very nice, Ked. You'll like this third pair. 
Keandre Miller, Jacob nah. Truba. No, you have Truba on the team. No way. See, I would have a pick. Leadership. Leadership. And he will beat the brakes off of anybody that comes near him. So if the, if the, if these games are played on an NHL sheet, I'm taking Truba on my team. If it's played an Olympic size sheet, he can't skate. That's the only reason why I want to have him there. But he he is one of the very few people in the entire league who has the ability to change the game just with one hit. And he well, you could argue it. the fact by Carp having Keandre Miller with him that picks up the slack on the bigger surface. I mean, I watch they they're paired together regularly and. It, it can be a little touch and go when Troops gets the puck or if Keandre's not having a good game and I'd rather not see Sidney Crosby and like McKinnon and somebody else wheeling down on them. Oh, I would put him out there against them. <laughs> yeah, I'm he's doing of, line matching. I'm kind he's of doing down the 5B if I have to. Ten, ten, yeah. Ten, 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 ten. I'm guessing we guy. all have the same goalies yeah. pretty much. Hellenbuck, Ottinger. I have Hellenbuck, Swayman, Ottinger third. I had those three. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Who's and your then, starter? And then my black black aces, I got Noah Hannafin up in the suite because I mm -hmm. just should have been a Bruin. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to pander myself. I'm going with uh, Phillips. She made my she made the nod for a black ace for my goalie. I like that. She's my fourth goalie. I think Keandre Miller could be a game breaker on that size of ice if we're oh, yeah. doing Olympic sheet. So I, I, he'd be my my spare. I was surprised you didn't put him in the starting lineup, to be honest. Yeah. I was all excited for this for you. But – Whatever. It'd be, My, uh, <laughs> do you have any black aces we didn't mention, Carp? I do, and it's a really, really small sample size, but I like what he did in playoffs. Uh, Luke Hughes. Oh, damn. Yeah. Really, really small sample Put size. Put all the Hughes, yeah. Hughes is on the team, dude. Yeah. We can have yeah, a dad Carp, coach Carp got all the Hughes on his team. Who do you guys have coaching it? Does it have to be an American? Uh, yeah. What do you mean? Uh, since we're coming into season, I'm gonna go uh, Flint. <laughs> That's messed up, man. That's fine. I'm American. No, you you go with them. It's a whole the whole team, man. It's a whole thing. You're right there. You and Berm too. I can't believe you didn't pick Montgomery. I would have had Montgomery coach that team. Yeah, because they did they did great in the playoffs under Montgomery. Was he? He's American, isn't he? I think he's Canadian. Okay, well that's why you didn't have him. I don't know. Yeah, there's probably not that many U.S. coaches if you really think about it. I, I can name two for sure, Tortorella and LaViolette. Other than that, I'm sure there's other ones. Dave Haxtall seems like he'd be American. Coach College, maybe not. He seems like he'd be American with that. Seems like he could be. Yeah, with his haircut. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's something we can look up. But those are our Team USA rosters. We're going to make sure we put those out on our Instagram. Um, let's hop into NHL News. All right, NHL in the news time. Uh, if you guys remember, this offseason has been pretty crazy for Toronto. We didn't know what was going to happen. Well, Sheldon Keefe got re-signed to a multi-year extension. He's going to remain in Toronto. And they also locked up Simone Benoit. I think I nailed that. One-year yeah. deal for 775 Sheldon Keefe thing. This this was kind of – you didn't really know if he was staying or going. He ends up staying. That would, they're, and they they also really signed, any changes? Well, they, they brought in uh, Guy Boucher and someone else that I don't remember off the top of my head as assistant coaches – uh, so he's got someone looking over his shoulder, which I, that's why I was surprised about this extension. But Toronto loves playing coaches to not coach. So they're going to do it again. They're going to fire him after a year. What do you think about our boy Sheldon? 
Actually, Carp probably I mean, knows most of these guys. No, I, I mean, I don't. I'm on the women's side, so I don't really, I don't have a ton of exposure to them, but I mean, a lot of pressure up there. That's for sure. I, I think that uh, either Dubas or him was, was going and um, yeah, I, don't, I don't really know. I was, uh, I was, I was definitely just because their, their team is like, they're building for that, that big run. They haven't quite had it yet. Usually the coach is the first one to get axed, but um, obviously as a coach, I don't think that that's necessarily uh, necessarily the right play every time, but it's the easiest play. So, uh, yeah, I mean, good for him. Do you think he was like relieved, or do you think he was like, oh, I got to deal with this for even? I wonder longer. if he was. He might have been relieved that Dubis is gone. Yeah, I would. I would say anytime you get a contract extension, you're relieved. I know, man, but he's been put under the fire. The the. I mean, the last however many years, the five-year plan that Shanahan made like 12 years ago. What was his extension? Do you know? Do you remember? Uh, it says multi-year. It says multi-year is all it said. So he gets gassed after this year. He gets a free paycheck for a couple yeah, of years. exactly. I think he's, I think That's he's what's going to happen. Yeah. God, that must be nice. Um, yeah. Moving on. The Castles. Amanda Castles decided to hang up her skates for a year with Team USA to focus and prepare for the PWHL. Castle was hired earlier this offseason as a new special assistant to President of Hockey Ops to the GM uh, with Pittsburgh. Um, let's talk about this really quick. Last podcast, I asked Brownie, I was like, are we going to have to hear about another women's league next year? And he's like, everybody's kind of backing it. It seems to be a good thing. The fact that Amanda Castle isn't going to play for Team USA to focus on this, to me, kind of really makes it sound like this is going to be the real deal, right? We'll get to the to the women's league in a few different more lines. It's down here. Okay. There'll be some more about it. And then Phil. Phil has let teams know through his agent that he's willing to give up his Ironman streak in order to play next season. Well, Just if you think about it from a GM's point of view, there you don't want to be the guy that scratches yeah. him, right, and gets all that grief. Because remember what happened with uh, Yandel, right? Yeah. So – for him to come out and say this, I think he understands where he's at in his career and he just wants to play. So he's had a long career. Yeah. Three cups, right? Four, three, three, three. Yeah. Um, Carl Haglin called it a career after seven and 713 games played with New York, Anaheim, Pittsburgh, the Kings and Washington. He put up a stat line of 110 goals, 186 assists for 296 points, 293 pims over the parts of 11 seasons. The Swede joined the Rangers in the sixth round, 168th overall. After four years at the University of Michigan, he recorded the most playoff games played in the 2010s with 128 and got his name on the cup twice with the Penguins to go along with the silver medal at the 2014 Sochi Olympics. Uh, he also earned a silver at the World Juniors in 2008. His first career point came in his first game when he tallied an assist on a Brian Boyle goal. Uh, he registered his first goal the next game when he beat Sergei Bobrovsky. Injuries plagued Haglin the last few seasons, starting with an eye injury at Washington training camp that took two surgeries to save the eye. He also missed an entire season due to hip issues. Um, when I think of Carl Haglin, I think of like the Reebok pump skates and the fact that he could skate a million miles an hour. He flew. Yeah, he was he fun. He was a one-man penalty kill. He was one of those guys – or maybe he was one of the first that it popped to me that you could see the speed difference so clearly watching the game on yeah. TV. You know what I mean? Like McDavid now or Kale McCarr, you see it, you know, or Tyler Sagan when he first broke in, but Haglin was like the first guy. That and he you had the hair. Too. Yeah. Well, the hair helps. <laughs> yeah. Hair definitely helps that thing flapping in the breeze. Uh, yeah. College hockey product, four years of Michigan. Pretty I long forgot career. about that actually. Six yeah. round pick, man. Not many six round pick carve out careers like that. Mm. It and was nasty at Michigan. He was so much fun to watch. 
So and I did call away. this. I was right yeah. when I said he was retiring six months ago, and you told me I was wrong. Well, here you go. Well, he just retired. I was still right. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know. Adam Fox is going to retire. When he does, I'll let you know that I was right. There you go. You remember, <laughs> then you'll be right. Deal. Uh, PWHL announced a draft order last week. Minnesota, Toronto, Boston, New York, Ottawa, Montreal. Of course, Boston gets before New York, as always. Uh, snake draft. The draft will be 15 rounds starting on September 18th. Players interested in being drafted had to declare for the draft by September 3rd. Prior to the draft, it's free agency frenzy. Love that. Teams have from uh, now till September 10th to sign three free agents per team. Carp, here's a question for you. Snake draft. You're GM of one of these teams. Where do you want to pick? Right in the middle. Right? 100%. Yeah, boss. Well, the reason why I'm asking is I don't know the disparity of players in, in the women's league compared to like the NHL league where Connor McDavid, no doubt, is going to be the first overall pick. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. And then there's a little bit of a drop before you get into the next ones. But if it's the NHL, I think you'd want the first pick so you can wheel around McDavid. But yeah, 100%. I think I, I mean, I don't know, but I think after this, I think just because this is like set in stage, that's why they're doing it to make the teams as even as possible. But I think after this year, I'm guessing they're, they're probably going to go back. But, um, yeah, I mean the the fact that there's six teams in one league, it's going to be deep. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Like the product, three. I think they said twenty three yeah. players, and yeah. the way they have this all tiered, you can have like basically some max contracts, but it's it's a tiered system. So I think that goes right along with your free agents, your mm-hmm. draft picks. It kind of just going to sort itself right out. Yeah. Who who would be like the top three picks? Keep reading, top buddy. Three picks. Oh, well, that already happened. Well, the signed. So they're signing. They're still, I will sign the first three players. So, every, so here, let me give you the overview. So every team can sign up to three free agents now. Yeah. And then they have three. a draft. Yeah, yeah. So whoever's, left, so whoever's left over is in the draft? Right. Yeah, but I think some people may value a goaltender in free agency where some it's different, uh, different ways you go about it. Some people are going to sign a goaltender. Someone's going to sign a snipe, right? So right. everybody's right. going to build their team a little differently and see which right. way it works. Is um is the Canadian <coughs> captain going to be playing, do you know? Is what? Uh, what's her name? It's like Marie. Marie yeah. Philippe Poulin. Is she going to be in the league? Already. Go oh, ahead, yeah. Marie. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, there it is. I'm so dumb. Montreal signed her. Uh, well, no, go to Ottawa first. Ottawa first. I thought I just did that, didn't I? They signed the first three players, Emily Clark being the first ever free agent signing in the PWHL. She was joined by Brian Jenner and Emirates Mashmeyer. Yeah, Harvard goalie. Yeah. Three-year deals. And then per Jeff Merrick, Montreal, they signed Marie Philip Poulin and Renee Debian and Laura Stacy. Yep. Uh, Toronto got Sarah Nurse, Renata Fast, and Blair Turnbell. Other rumors, New York, Abby Roke and Alex Carpenter. Did I get those right? I'm not butchering the names. Abby Rock. Okay. Yep. Uh, Minnesota, Lee Steckline and Kendall Coyne Schofield. And then Boston, Hillary Knight, Megan Keller, and Aaron Franco. So Aaron I will say, Kimball. I will say that Toronto, New York, Minnesota, and Boston are on their rumors still, but are being reported on a number of outlets. So I just That's saw, I, I just Googled it on Sportsnet, and it looks like they might be confirmed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Nice. At least New York. Rock and Carpenter. Dude, I'm telling you, Abby Rock is going to be a beast in this league. She mm-hmm. is a dynamic player. I think mm-hmm. they should let him hit. They will. That that would be awesome. It's not going to be hitting like like the NHL, but they'll be more of more hitting than NCAA. Oh, yeah. The I mean, Boston, Boston got some players, huh? Knight, Keller, and Frankel? Yeah, oh, well, that's like you talk about. So 
so they were like, oh, this is the goalie we want. Yep. So good pick, that, by the way. Yeah. So that's there. That, that one dumb lady is probably so pissed off about that. You remember her? What an idiot she is. <laughs> Sorry. Ked, they the Swedish professional league for women, they allowed body checking this year. This past love year. that. Bring it in. So the yeah. Q gets softer and the Swedes get harder. Love to yep. see it. Love well, to see it. Brownie, you know who's out there, right? Or who was out there last year? First year of body checking? Brooke oh. Hobson. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. She must have loved that. Oh yeah. Her nickname, Ked, in um when she played juniors was Scott Stevens in her league. No she, way. She was good for like she someone one coach told me a story about how her their team was uh playing Prince Albert and like two minutes into the game, she runs a kid over center ice and just stands over her. And then my type. Like, like a five my second stand over. You would like Carp, if, you, if you were to poll, like, let's say you polled 100 uh, college women players, pro women players, and you were asking, would you want to hit yes or no? What do you think it would be? Do you think it'd be like a 50 50 split? Do you think a lot of them want to? Do you think a lot of them would want it to be the same? I, honestly, I don't know. Like, there's there's some pretty big players and there's some pretty small players. Yeah. You know? So I, I think that if they allowed body checking in the NCAA at the women's level, recruiting would drastically change. Really? Drastically. Interesting. Yeah. Like, what? drastically. Like, you'd still have your skilled players and, and right. whatnot, but, like, the di- like the biggest difference between men and women's hockey, like, uh, obviously the body checking aspect of things, but the, the skilled players shine more because right. you can't neutralize them by running them through the boards. Right. You know? I mean, you can, but you get a penalty for it. You get you'd be building so. your teams differently as well. Way differently. Yeah. 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 Way differently. Interesting. interesting. That was a good one, Ked. Yeah, listen, man, I'm buzzing right now. So wonderful question. Yeah. Uh, built different story of the week. Uh, it's too easy. Ken Dryden, he won two cups, the Consmite, the Vesna, and the Calder in his first two full seasons. He then quit hockey, become a lawyer, came back to the NHL, and won four more cups in Vesnas in five seasons. He then retired again at just 31 years old to become a professor, commentator, lawyer, and politician. He's like the Tom Cruise of, of hockey, dude. He does it all. Well, it makes it like, what have you done with your life? <laughs> you yeah, not I mean? that, man. I just I bashed my face against a boat ladder this weekend. This <laughs> 31 years old professor. Yeah, not me. You You're going to love this truly, story, Ken. Truly built different. Uh, old school story of the week per Mike Hartman. Uh, 397 games played with 1,388 penalty minutes for Buffalo, Winnipeg, Tampa, and New York. My dad watched me fight Probert from the penalty box where he was taking pics of Detroit for a project they needed. He was the team photographer. Normally when I played, he would watch from the seats, except that night he was in the home penalty box. After our fight, Bob was sent to the box with a cut above his forehead. Probert turned to my dad and said, I'm going to hurt your son tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what algorithm I'm on that these things come across my my timelines, but they do. And I'm happy for them. They're funny. I can't imagine being in the box watching like your kid play and the, like Ryan Reeves is like, I'm going to murder your, your kid. Cause he knew him. He was the team photographer. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's pretty fun. Um, all right. We're going to do a little dumb and change. Let's do it up. So, a couple of sad ones. R.I.P. Steve Harwell, the founder and the lead singer for Smash Mouth. He passed yeah, away at the, the age of 56 from liver failure. Yeah. So, Smash Mouth, yeah. low-key, pretty good. All-Star was, a, was a, such a song. That was a Shrek song, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then this one, a little bigger. R.I.P. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett passed away at the age of 76 due to complications from skin cancer. 
He and oh, I read this story today. So when Derek Sanderson quit Bachelors Three, that he was in partner with Joe Namath, he opened up Daisy Buchanan's over on, in Boston, and Jimmy Buffett used to hang out there, and they were boys back in the day, which is pretty cool. I think Jimmy Buffett might go down as one of the coolest people to ever live. Well, he's up there. There, there actually, there's a. I just signed it uh, yesterday or today. There's a change.org i think is what you call it a petition they're trying to get the key west uh airport renamed to the jimmy buffett airport that's cool i I ever tell you my jimmy buffett story have i told no so all right so i lived in key west three years jimmy buffett had a bar down there margaritaville the original one i was in it over three over three years i think i was in there four times and each time it was because someone from up here was like a huge buffett fan they wanted to go in and, and see the place we were in there one time. I don't even remember who I was with, but I was just sitting at the bar because they were like, walk, because it's all memorabilia. So they're walking around, checking everything out. And I was literally sitting at the bar eating a cheeseburger. It's so stupid on the menu. It used to say cheeseburger in paradise. And it says, just like the song says, you can't change anything, which annoyed me. So I was just like, whatever. So I'm just going to sit here and eat the burger. So I'm sitting here eating the burger. And this guy sits down next to me and he's like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, ugh. I'm like, leave me alone. I'm like, yeah, hey, hi, whatever. Just like, couldn't be bothered, right? And he's like, oh, uh, you big fan? I'm like, yeah, I guess he's all right. And he's like, oh, just all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm here with my friends. I live here. They don't. They just want to see the place. He's like, oh, all right. I'm like, have a good one. Like, like I don't even know if I even looked over, right? So I th- think he asked me my name. And I was like, oh, it's Adam. He's like, all right, yeah, Boston Adams. That's what everybody called me. And I, so, all right, yeah, see ya, whatever. So I'm sitting there. My buddies come back. We're all having some drinks. And all of a sudden, the place goes crazy. The place was packed. Jimmy Buffett gets up on the stage. And he used to do that when he was in town. He would pop up and sing songs. He would do it there. He'd do it at the Pier House. He would do it at a bunch of different places. And he go. everybody's going crazy. He's singing songs and everything. And I'm looking, and I'm like, Wait a minute. He goes, this one's out to my new friend, Boston Adam, who just thinks I'm all right. It was no way. <laughs> up our tab. It was fantastic. So, yeah, that's my Jimmy Buffett. That's a cool Jimmy Buffett story, dude. Yeah, it was really cool. He was a good guy. Yeah. What was that? The one I have. What's that? When was that? 97, like 30 Jeez. years ago, 35 years ago. Panthers went to the cup that year, I think, against the Abs, 97. Is that sure. the year of the rat? It was around there, one of those 97. years. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, all right, next slide. Uh, Nebraska Volleyball said an all-time record for a women's sporting event as over 93,000 people filled Memorial Stadium to watch the five-time NCAA, NCAA chance beat Omaha on what was dubbed Volleyball Day in Nebraska. The match was the culmination of months of planning and broke the previous world record that was set in Barcelona, uh, Spain, for a Champions League match. The previous record on U.S. soil was the Women's World Cup match between Team USA and China in 1999. This was not a fluff number as the tickets started at $25 for adults, $5 for kids, but quickly escalated to more than $400 from scalpers. Good bless you, Kev. Um, Damar Hamlin from the Buffalo Bills made the Buffalo Bills 53-man roster, so good for him. Uh, Ronald Acuna, did I say yep. that right? Junior of the Atlanta Braves has become the first player to ever record 30-plus homers and 60-plus stolen bases in a single season. All right, kids, so I don't dude, the kids, the kids, the real deal. Is that a lot? Sixty must be like a tremendous amount, right? Because I think maybe back in the club. day it wasn't, but now it definitely is. 
For, like I remember the forty forty club was a big deal back it, in the day. He's he's the real deal. Yeah, I think yeah, and I think he got married that day. Isn't he the guy that the fans ran out and tried to hug him? Was that him? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah, can't he, believe that he's the first guy. I'm surprised like Soriano's not in there. Yeah, or like, I mean Henderson didn't have a lot of pop. That's how. Yeah, he no, he didn't have much pop. But Soriano you know, Henderson he was... had a check that he never cashed, a million dollar check. He had it in a frame. What dope. Yeah, Accounting like, called him up like, "Hey, dude, cast the yeah, check." Yeah, I have one of those too. <laughs> uh, as a bookmark. Yeah. Nice. Can you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. From Heatycore. <laughs> can you say? Uh, can you say Jilted? A Milwaukee bar called Jack's American Pub uh, has pledged to cover customers' bar tabs whenever Aaron Rodgers and the Jets lose this season. I would watch every game there. I have a hot take. So I watched Hard Knocks. The Jets. Okay. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, don't don't fall yeah. in the Hard Knocks hype. Have you watched it? Yes, I've watched it. This year's they're going to win the Super Bowl. No, I just think Aaron Rodgers is way cooler than I thought he was before this year. You don't think that Aaron Aaron Rodgers every camera shot he's like he knew exactly like that guy. I think is he's so, the man, dude. I yeah, think he I'm sure is he's, the I'm sure he's man. a great guy, but it's so staged, and you know what I mean. It's yeah, not, but he's like funny about shit too, and you can tell everybody respects him, and he's oh nasty. for sure. For sure. Like, because yeah. the media kind of betrays him as like this, like, just giant, like, douchebag. And he's, I guess he's like a little douchey, but like not. He's made some comments in the past. Yeah, yeah but he he just seems like an awesome teammate. Like, that's kind yeah. of the vibe that I got from him. But I think I a lot expecting. of it was for the cameras, is what I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if I put a camera on me and look what I can do, you know what I mean? So, Well, so far you've only sworn twice, so you're doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty that's, good. Man. That's low. It is yeah. a lot. Carp, that's, Carp no, that's behave. It's an NCAA podcast. So every time pen. he's sworn, every time he said a swear, I've looked over at you. There's no, there's no pen motion. You I have him right here too. Sure. Oh, oh, you, you think you think he's sure. sandbagging you? I think if anything, is. I'd be patting it, Carp. Trust me. Well, it depends on what's a swear word. Like somebody said, "Hell" earlier. Is that a swear word? No, 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 no. George Carlin rules. Is douchebag a swear word? No. Oh yeah, no. put it down. That's fine. There's, no, I don't yeah, think it is. But I think a swear word is any word that you say in middle school that you get in trouble for. Okay, yeah. is that fair? Is that fair? I, if you said hell, you might be like, hey, don't worry about it. But if you're like, hey, teacher, he's being a douchebag, you're probably gonna go. <laughs> so I'll tell right? Riley <laughs> sit here. Middle school. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, All right. What do you got? Anything for the Rangers? No, they suck. They they're so they're so bad. I don't want to talk about them at all. All right. Well, the Bruins, not much better right now. They brought in Alex Chason and Danton Heinen for PTOs. And the the reporting on, like, the the things to get you to click, they're like, Bruin fan favorite signed oh, yeah. a PTO. Oh, and I'm like, God. how is Danton Heinen a fan favorite, you know? Is that I that think, Bruin I think Hockey the, Club? The Bruin Hockey one Club? Of on There's Facebook? one of them. They're horrible. It's, it's, it's all frustrating. Yeah, it's, it's clickbait, man. Bad. They're they're doing their job, and I'm pretty sure Hal liked Dan Heinen a lot. Who's the guy that Hal hated last year? Ryan Spooner. Oh, last year Thomas Nosek. Yeah, is he still around? No, he's with the Devils, I believe. <laughs> okay, he went to the Devils. Um, so right, man. so instead of Northeastern, we got Coach Carp. So we're we gonna do Coach a little Carp. Coach Carp, and we're gonna do a little uh, NU preview. Ooh, I like that. Didn't even plan that. I like that a lot. So Coach Cop grew up in Acton, AB, Acton Boxborough High. That's where we met. So, Cop, mm -hmm. let's go back to the beginning. Who got you into hockey? Oh, it had to be my dad. Yeah. But it's actually interesting. So my mom taught me to skate. Um, 
and I don't know, I don't think she was ever a very good skater, but she always used to take me and um, like my dad, my dad played, all of his brothers played. Uh, my grandma, she was like a huge, huge Bruins fan. So I used to go over to her house and watch uh, watch the Bruins on Friday nights on TV 38, Freddie Cusick. On yeah, the, yeah. Remember those Cusick days? And Fred, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, her favorite player was actually was John Busick, and that's why I was number nine my whole life. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool, man. Your, your old man, they all played hockey. She didn't really play hockey, but she was the one who took you skating. Like yeah. that's so, well, my dad, your dad like, must have felt like he was the man. He's like, yo, I married this. This girl's going to take my kids skating. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess so. He hasn't he hasn't expressed that to me, but I'm sure he's pretty fired up about it. Is your mom, am I remembering, is her first name Lenore? Yeah, that's her. Lenore oh, that's Fred. classy carp, classy yeah. name. She's Lenore and Fred, Fred, right? She's, she's from Cuba, actually, too. Oh, no way. Yeah, so she took me, a Cuban lady took me to learn to ice skate. It's probably why I'm such a bad skater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, I, I know this, but other sports growing up, uh yeah i mean everything growing up like lacrosse baseball i played for a while soccer uh but in high school it was it was hockey soccer lacrosse what position are you playing soccer uh defense because i i so i went to lawrence academy for two years uh in groton mass and um we had to play three sports yeah prep school right so I, I didn't have a fall sport so i just tried out and and I just played defense and I was quick. So I just ran up and down the field, bumped into kids. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So not a lot of, not a lot of talent necessary out back there. And I, I don't even know. Uh, we might not have won a game to be honest with you, but it was so much fun. It was my, uh, my one buddy went to Canterbury and they did like the three sports. So he played yeah. hockey, lacrosse, and then the fall, he didn't know what to do. So he played water polo <laughs> and, and he couldn't swim that well. So like the first practice they're all there and like, he's just hugging the side of the pool and they're like, what are you doing? He's like, listen guys, I did not sign up for this. I was told I had to go do something along these lines. He ended up loving it. He's a good swimmer now, but hearing him tell the story in the locker room after like, after a game's hilarious. Water polo is frigging tough. Yeah. That's oh, a yeah. hard one. Yeah. It's like really tough. Yeah. That's not like something you just do for fun. No, no, I would drown yeah. <laughs> rather quickly too. Like, like maybe well, ten the minutes. Definition like of sink or swim. I mean, yeah. it really, it really. I'm going right to the bottom of the pool. <laughs> uh, was there were there players that you looked up to when you were younger, or anyone you patterned your game after, like a pro or anybody that you watched? I know you said you watched Busick, but was there someone yeah. that stood out to you like that was your guy? Or I loved Neely. Oh yeah, okay. Absolutely loved him. Yeah, I, mean, I was I was smaller though, but I was I was built pretty well. Like I I loved running into people. Um, I didn't have anywhere near his scoring touch, but um, I I mean I tried to be as much of a power forward as I could because I didn't really have the hands to do any like skill stuff, right? But um, been there. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. But like I I absolutely loved Cam Neely. He was uh, he was unbelievable to watch. So I'd say. Like when I was growing up, if there was an influence, that's that's probably the guy. I probably put Cam Neely as a top ten player that I wish that I got to see and like remember. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I think he was a little bit before my time. But every Bruins fan that I've ever talked to raves about like how much of a nail gun that guy was. Mm -hmm. Like he could do it all. Like that would have been kind of a cool player to watch. We should do that one day. Kind of put together a list of ten players that we wish that we could have saw in like their prime, based off of other oh, people's stories. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, you do that. I, my um, brain is fired right now. So it's unbelievable. Uh, tell them, uh, tell them about how you, how you were way ahead of your time in high school with your pregame. Oh, <laughs> um, 
I used to drink. This was only for lacrosse. It was never for hockey. Couple beers. No, (laughs) I don't know. This probably would have not helped either. But um, that was recovery, actually. But uh, no, I used to drink pickle juice before games. Oh no way! Yeah, but I guess that's a thing now, so it's not really that weird. I was now it's a thing, but at the time, everybody's like, "What is he doing?" I'm like, "How'd you get into that? Is that that like your parents are like, hey, just do this?'" And you're like, "Sure." No, there's no way. I don't know how it happened. It it had to be like one of the players on the team. Yeah, My, my bet would be Moose. That's, what I, that's probably what I was thinking, yeah. to be honest with you. Uh, when we kidding. hang up, I can tell you about some of the things, the questions that that kid asked me and body parts he showed me. And I was <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, uh, so, all right. So then Northeastern, ACHA. The ACHA. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, Carp stat line. Pretty fucking – pretty good. This, there you go. Yeah. Uh, 61 games played, 25-33-58 with 92 PIMS. Your big season, though, was 2009-10. You had 25 points in 22 games played with 45 pims. That was your highest penalty total of a season and points. Yeah. You guys were you guys were in the Super East. Uh, I don't even know what it was called. It was like when when I started playing it. It was their third year. Did you play Sienna? No, we never played them. We, we I got played... to play at Matthews once, and it was awesome. Did you? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, it was awesome. So my. Yeah, we know we played mostly local teams. Like we played BU a ton, played BC. Um, God, I, I honestly, we had like a bean pot one year. That was pretty fun. Did you guys get the hand me downs? Oh yeah, big time. We got yeah, real. You guys look so sick. That's yeah, yeah. The men's. Uh, so the men's, the guy that was the men's um, uh, equipment manager. He's actually he left for a little bit, but he's back now. So I knew him when I was in school, and he used to like. It, he used to hook us up. It was unbelievable. Awesome. Like helmets, helmet stickers, gloves, yeah. pants. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And you didn't yeah. tell one person you were Acha. Not the whole no, time. No, God, no. You, <laughs> you don't think you think our the tracksuit that I walked around in said club hockey? Not a chance. No, absolutely <laughs> not. And then you're telling everybody you're playing Boston College tomorrow. Just don't go. You know, you know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I I just played hockey. That's it. But so, uh yeah, no, it, it was it was unbelievable. It was so much fun. Like I, I so I started off Division three, right? I didn't I didn't play hockey. I went to uh, Plymouth State, and I had the opportunity to play both hockey and lacrosse, but I just played lacrosse because I it was just a lot. Um, and then I ended up going to Northeastern, transferring in and playing club, and it was so much fun. It's a blast. So much fun. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I forgot about Plymouth State till you mentioned it. Um, yeah. Was there anyone that you played club with that went on to anything notable that we would know? I mean, we had we had a couple. So I actually played with John Carlson's brother. Oh yeah, so he's he's an unbelievable guy. Um, Tell your brother sorry, he's not on my team. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll mention it to him. I haven't talked to him in a bit, but um, his name is Andrew. He's he's a super guy. Um, we had a kid that went. So we had this one one player, Mike Gilbert, who was. He's from Reading, I think North Reading or Reading, I forget which one. Um, but he was he was really really good. And I think he had a tryout with the big club at some point. Um, we had another kid that went and played professionally in Spain, I think. Nice. Yeah, which was pretty good. So um, the team is way better now. Like they're they're an annual. They go to nationals. Like they've been yeah, for the nice. last like seven eight years, something like that. Um, but when I was there. We, we just we were good timers more than anything. Yeah. Hey, you built the you built the program, buddy. 
I didn't build the program. <laughs> I would tell everybody that you built the yeah, program. Same. Yeah. No, I got, I got other stuff going on. <laughs> so the transition from playing to coaching, how did that, how did that come about? So it happened actually while I was playing. Um, so my line mate, um, his what his girlfriend at the time, now wife in, in 08, I think the first semester of 08, um, she started the women's club team with a bunch of people. And, um, he asked, they asked him to be the head coach. He asked me to be his assistant coach. Cause we were, we were good buddies. And like, it was, it was fun. We played three games. Um, like the, the women's club team, we played three games and we played just against local senior teams, but like it, my buddy's unbelievable guy, but it drove me nuts because he'd like the first like three weeks it like, we weren't really doing anything. We were just like going around cones. We weren't like putting in systems or everything. I remember one day he had a burrito on the ice while he was coaching and his little friggin' pieces of lettuce and rice all over the place. So, um, like it eventually got to the point where I was like, Schley, what do you think about like maybe doing some systems? And like, so he was like, yeah, sure. No problem. So we, we did some stuff. And then, um, the following year they asked me to be the head coach, which my buddy, he didn't, he didn't care. It was totally fine. And then, um, we had like, we had a really good team. We had a couple of, uh, varsity cuts and, uh, we ended up going to national tournament in, in ACHA division two. And we came in third Then the following year we ran the table and is we were 26 and oh, we won, we won the national championship game, like eight to one or something like that. And then, uh, shout out to, uh, my family friend, Trisha Martin, who was on that team. Yeah. Trisha, the defensive staple for us. I was at one of the games where she scored like her only goal. She took a shot from like the red line, a dump in, but the goalie had gone out to the corner and it was like a shuffleboard shot all the way in. And we were like in the stands, like, <laughs> it's, it's the Lidstrom. It's the Lidstrom. She faked the dump in, baited the yeah, goal. Yeah. Well, and, and sure, that's what it was. Yeah, she did it on purpose. Don't tell her. <laughs> Don't say that. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I absolutely loved it. And, and when I was going through all this, just because I wanted to learn it as much as I can and give the the players a good experience, because it's it's really difficult, or at least I would have thought it'd be really difficult for like a group of players that's my age, like some of them were even older than me, to like listen to anything I have to say, right? So I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to like give them a, as good of an experience as I can. So uh, in comes Coach Flint. So I, I got pretty close with him when I was uh, when I was a student there. And um, he taught me a ton of stuff. And the other person that, that had like a huge influence was actually our current athletic director, Jim Madigan. So when, when I was a student there, I found out that he was a, um, he was a scout for the, for the Penguins. So yeah, it was the Penguins at that time. He was Islanders before and then the Penguins. So I reached out to him and he was like the, he was like the director of advancement in the business, the business school or something like that. Um, so I reached out and I would meet with him all the time, like just asking like, Hey, what do you look for? What advice do you have? And, um, it turned into like a weekly thing and it, it eventually got to the point. This is just how unbelievable the guy he is. He actually brought me out to, uh, the nobles tournament, uh, which is like a big prep school tournament. It was Jimmy Hayes' draft year, I think. So he brought me with him to go watch that, to show, like, to say like, Hey, this is what I look for. This is what yeah. I look for a player, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, like uh, there's there's a ton of scouts there. I think um, it was Gretzky's brother that was the the Bruins scout, right? The head of yeah. amateur scouting. So he was Keith. there. He introduced me to him and Thank um, Keith. Yeah, Keith. That's right. So just like that that experience, it just was like holy, sm this is awesome. Like I, this is something I'm I'm really interested in doing. And 
Um, then Flint after my, after I graduated, I didn't think I was going to do anything after that, but he encouraged me to apply for a coaching job. And, um, I applied for one job and I got it. And I went to Elmira, New York for a couple of years and the rest is history. I would, the, the thing that stands out about that is Flint and Madigan both, they talk about all the time, how people treat people that can't benefit them. You know, I forget yeah. the exact saying. I don't, I think I kind of butchered that, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Treat people on the way up, like you're something, but they didn't have to do that. There was nothing in it for them except out yeah. of the goodness. You know what I mean? Just being good dudes. And that's, oh, it would have been yeah. so easy for them to say, we're good. Or right. Yeah. Not, not reply to the email. You know? Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But that's like why I want to work so hard for Northeastern, right? Like they gave me yeah. so much they didn't have to, you know? So yeah, it's sure. almost like I owe, them, I owe them a debt of gratitude, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how it happened. There it is. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into coming up now. So, you guys have had unbelievable success. Obviously, is there what, yeah, what when, you're, you... when your guys aren't getting boned by the refs, man? <laughs> Ked's gonna Ked's gonna be your uh, like the Key and Peel thing. He's gonna be your angry carp and say all the <laughs> stuff that you can. It's like when I had Flint on, and then we were talking about Patty Caz winners, and I was like, oh, like Alina should have won, and he's like. Yep. <laughs> you should have. She definitely should have. Um, so the systems you guys have in, the implementations that you've put in a place, would you – is it fair to say – this is a horrible question. Is it fair to say that it's pretty much – it runs itself at this point with, with minor tweaks because of the people you have in the leadership positions and the staff? I mean, I, I would say – from an institutional standpoint, maybe just like within the team yeah. and our culture. Yeah. I mean, our, our leadership's unbelievable. And the, the neat part about like when I first got here, we were 500 team, right. And our culture was, it was on the way up. Like Dave, Dave had been really working hard in this. So my first year was, was when Kendall came back from the Olympics, Kendall coin. Um, so the, the culture then, was on an upswing big time, but the neat thing, the like neat part about where we're at now is every year um, the leadership group has taken like things that they really like from the previous leadership group and then, you know, put certain twists on, on things. Right. So, um, but more than anything, like these players are, they're so willing to hold each other accountable now. And that was not necessarily the case. Like the, and, and it's not, it's not, they don't do it like rude. Right. right. It's just like, hey, you know, there's a standard you have to live up to kind of. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. And they have like a code of conduct and, um, you know, it's, the players, the players have a code of conduct. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Big time. And they they live by it. And, you know, if somebody steps out of line, they figure it out pretty quick, you know, which <laughs> which is great. It's funny. So one of the questions I used to ask the players, like, who's late that gets you guys in trouble? Mm-hmm. And I dropped it because they're like, no one. Yeah, literally. Like, no, we're not late. Well, yeah. it just shows that, I mean, with the success that you guys have too, you're not only getting talented people, but you're getting a lot of character people as well yeah. that kind of, because without that, you can have all the talent in the world, but if, you know, if people aren't buying in, then what do you really have? Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Like we, in the past, we had to take, I mean, we weren't taking like a, the worst person in the world by any means, but we when we were 500 team or sub 500 team, like that's where we had to take risks. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this kid's really good. Can we work with her? Like, can we, yeah. can we make her a better person? But now like where we're at, you know, from a wins losses perspective, from a culture perspective, 
the the character piece. Like it's very easy to say to a kid that's a potential Olympian one day, no, we're good. You know, if if yeah. they're a dirt bag. So right. um <laughs> yeah, so it's and you know, the fortunate thing for us, like there's a lot of really, really good people out there. So it's not super tough to find, but the the emphasis on it now is is significantly more than it was in the past. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about the incoming class. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven incoming freshmen, right? Yeah. Uh, I'll run it. Maddie Sipola? Sipola. Sipola. She had an older sister, right? Here? Yeah. Wasn't there a Sipola? No, not here. Huh. Ellie Marbidi, Alexandra Lalonde, Peyton Compton, Riley Jones, Ella Blackmore, Maddie Robitzer? Robitzer? Yeah, Roby. Roby. Yeah. Uh, where do you see them? Where do you see them slotting in? We're going hard hitting big J questions. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't answer that question because we haven't seen them skate this year yet. I was going to ask you guys haven't yeah. been on the ice together as a group. A have you? Question. But, um, you know, we have up front. So we, we lost one defenseman, right. In, yeah. in mode. So, um, so we have a, a pretty strong group back there, but, you know, Riley, she's the best comparison I have for her is Matt Grizzlick. Like she oh, yeah? gets up and down the ice. Her first pass is unbelievable. Um, you know, she can chip in offensively here and there, but she's just she's so simple, she's so dynamic. Um, so she's gonna she's definitely gonna push our decor for sure. Um, you know, Robitzer again, like she's she's very, very talented, but we've got Phillips, you know, yeah. so the the good thing is that Phillips is definitely going to get pushed and, you know, Taborski who, who was our backup last year. Um, you know, it's, it's almost like we have a one and then a two A and a two B, you know, so that's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. Um, you know, up front, uh, Peyton Compton, um, and Allie Lalonde, they both played for the U S U 18 team last year. So we expect them to step in right away and, and do some pretty special things for us. Uh, I'd say Lalonde's, Lalonde's a bit more of a finesse player. Um, and then Compton's just got a lot more sandpaper to her game. But, you know, I, I think that they'll both probably be top nine kids for us right out of the gate. Um, you know, it's again, this is just projecting from. from no, no, the, I know. It's uh, funny, too, to see where they're from, California and Florida. It's like yeah. they're really hockey hotbeds, you know. Yeah, we got two Beverly Hills kids on our team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, but so, so Lalonde actually played at Shattuck. Yeah, so she's yeah. from she's from California, but she played at Shattuck, and then uh, Compton played at uh, at Bishop Kearney Selects Academy, uh, who's a very very strong team. You remember that? You remember that Slovakian girl that was on uh, like all over Twitter for pulling yeah. the Michigan move? So yep. she's there now. This is her first year there. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So they're they're an unbelievable program, um, and then Mabardi, local player. She's a water bug. Like she, her motor doesn't stop. She's a she's from a the winch. Player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, she's from Nobles. Oh, okay. Well, I had her as from Winchester. Oh, Winchester. Sorry, I yeah, thought yeah. you were from the Winchington School. Sorry. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sipla, she's from. She's actually from where Coach Berman used to play okay. back in the day. Yeah, but she played for the Junior Flyers last year. She's got one of the heaviest shots I've seen on a female athlete. Really? Think, yeah. When you see it, you'd be like, "Holy smokes." And she's not she's not a big player, but she can just snap that puck right off. Um, so, so you're on the point. Be... So you're on the point <laughs> yeah. for the power play. Yeah. 
Um, who, who am I missing? Blackmore, number 28, my number. Come on. Yeah, guys. Blackmore. She's, uh, she, I think she led the national tournament in scoring last year, or she was like in the, one of the, one of the top three spots. Um, but she's, she's one of the smartest hockey players you've ever seen. Like she just, you could, you could watch a hockey game and like, you notice her, but you know, you don't necessarily like nothing nothing bad by any means but nothing that's like holy smoke like not like watching mcdavid or crosby or something like that and you look at the score sheet after the game she's got four points yeah she's just like one of those players that just gets it done uh you know in in all facets of the game so um she'll she'll be someone to definitely keep an eye on uh next year um did i cover everyone am i missing anyone i believe so no i think you got everybody yeah there we go yeah so Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, great, great group of players. Your daughter will absolutely love every single one of them for sure. Um, Well, especially the girl named Riley. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. So, and then speaking of additions, you also have a transfer student from Yale, Becca Van Stone, who had a tough year injury wise, but heck of a player. Yeah. That's a nice one. Yeah. No, she, she got some surgery over the summer. Um, so she was in an interesting spot. So Yale doesn't do red shirts, right? Ivy leagues don't do red shirts. Right. So, um, and they didn't do the COVID waiver because they had to be, you know, they had to either leave school or, or they did do a COVID. Um, it's something different. I don't want to get into it cause I'm probably wrong on it, but um, <laughs> so push come to shove. She played two games or three games last year. And that uh, counted. Yeah, that yeah. counted, but because she didn't hit the, you have to p- play less than a third of the season. She didn't hit oh, that, so that's okay. why she was able to get that medical redshirt. Um, but we actually recruited her way back. Like oh way yeah, back. Oh, nice. So we've we've known her for a really long. The time. The one that got away. Yeah. yeah, unbelievable kid, unbelievable family. Um, her dad, you'll absolutely love this. On her visit, her dad's Chris, super super guy. Um, on her visit, when she was, you know, probably sophomore or junior in in uh no it was a sophomore in high school i think he goes oh my daughter becca van stonehands <laughs> it was and it was like one of the first things that he said to us and i was like oh god this is amazing <laughs> so when she came and visited this past summer that was the first thing i said to her oh. welcome back van stonehands and uh, she was like thanks dad <laughs> yeah super super family super kid so oh, we're, we're really excited to have her uh and then the other one uh it's a it's not a new player but it's someone coming back is christina allard mm-hmm. she's healthy i mean that's you talk about pushing the d yeah right yeah we're gonna we're gonna be in a really good spot out back and i mean she was i think she was number two in scoring um for our defenseman like maybe a game or two even after she got hurt yeah she was like and and when she got hurt it was such a bummer because she was on such an upswing so um you know, we we expect her to step right in and, and do some big stuff for us. She's she's just yanking at the chain right now, so I can't wait to see what That's she brings awesome. to the table. Yeah. So I know you guys haven't been on the ice, like we said. Um, but what you've seen, you've seen the you've seen the players around. You've talked with them. Uh, are you so like Irving had that breakout year her mm-hmm. freshman year? Mm-hmm. Uh, Shannon last year. Right, mm-hmm. a little bit. They all of a sudden they're on everybody else's scouting list. Yeah. Who would you do you have someone that you're that you have that in mind for this year if you want to share it? Um I'm I'm really curious to see. I, I saw them skate a little bit the other day. Uh but Maddie Sippla I thought looked really good. Actually, you know, so she, I'm excited about her, but someone that uh, uh you know 
I've heard nothing but amazing things about this summer is Mia Langlois. Oh yeah. Yeah. So nice. I'm really excited to see, to see what, uh, what she does this, this upcoming week. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that covered that. Uh, how's the, how's that? We talked about the leadership, the new leadership. We've talked about it. Yeah. Carter with the C, uh, the premier power forward in women's hockey today, Katie Noel, mm-hmm. uh, Gwyneth Phillips and Abby Marone, uh, all as the alternates. Yeah. How are you feeling with the leadership group? Great. Yeah. Really just great people. And, you know, as, as far as being a sheriff goes, Megan Carter. Oh yeah. She's, she's going to hold people accountable. Um, yeah which which is great you know and especially because we've got such a turnover this year like this is the biggest turnover we've had in a few years now um but uh you know she's she's an unbelievable leader she knows how to hold people accountable respect respectfully which i I think is the most important thing and um she's not she's not a loud person she's one of those people that you know when she talks you're listening you know she doesn't say a ton but if he if she says something you're listening and you know, you have Phillips, who's you know always keeping things like super. I don't know if this is the right. She's a pretty goofy kid. I think she'd be fine with me saying that. But like, just always joking around. Um, Katie Noel, kind of right in the middle, and then Abby Marone, probably a little bit more towards uh, more towards like the team mom side of things. Uh, like somebody that everybody can go to. You know, super approachable. So I think the the mix of our leadership this year is really exciting. Um, so they should be pretty effective this year. I like Carter with the whole Ray Bork vibe as a captain, like quiet, lets her play, do the talk and sets the tone. You know what I mean? I, I like see that. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. That. Lead by example, kid for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a lineup put together, but you know, you haven't seen him on the ice yet. So we'll skip over that part. We don't need to go into my lineup, but I just was I'm curious to hear it. What's that? I'm desperate to hear it. <laughs> well, I don't have, I don't know. So I had Thompson, Noel and Anderson. Yeah. I had uh, Irving, Shannon, and Brazis. Yeah. Brazis, my dark horse. She's going to bust out this year. Yeah, she's going to have a great year. Uh, Griffin, Van Stone, and Abella. Yeah. And then that, I only did three lines because I, I had to leave some room for the uh, freshman. Fair enough. And then Carter and Jovetic, Marone and Allard, Garino and, and uh, Mariano. That's how I saw it. That's fair. Pretty good, Pretty good yeah, man. I like that. Someone's been watching hockey. Yeah, oh yeah, buddy. Uh, please, for the love of God, don't make that your lines because if those are the opening night lines, we're never going to hear the end of that. Even if you had to switch somebody. For the sake of the morning skate community, there's no way that will be the starting line. <laughs> even, if it was, even if it was bang on, not a chance. I wouldn't do that to your listeners. Thank so you. let's talk about some other additions. New assistant coach. I'm going to butcher this, dude. Melissa Piancentini? It's Piacentini. You added an N, but that was just about perfect. Piacentini. Okay, yeah. perfect. Leading goal scorer in Syracuse women's hockey history. Yeah. yeah. I mean, talk play. about an eye for the game, bring him behind the bench, right? Yeah. She is – she's unbelievable. So she's, She's that she girl that's like, always with the huge smile, right? Yeah, probably. She's a smiley, yeah. smiley yeah. person. Um, yeah. So she did uh, – she was, she was mostly our video person. Uh, last year and the NCAA just let us add. So she was our director of hockey operations and um, NCAA added a third assistant coach. So we, we elevated her and she's been with us for five years. So it was the most well-deserved, well-deserved uh, promotion ever. Um, but her, her video skills are ridiculous, like absolutely ridiculous. And I, even to the point where I was like, Hey, this was, I'm glad she didn't end up doing it, but I was like, Hey, you should seriously consider 
you know, looking at pro jobs because really? you're, you're that good. Um, but she, she's been on panels at, um, like video conferences or wow. like men and women, uh, were there, uh, like for the NHL side, even the, so it's this organization called Exos. That's our, most of our video software. Um, but she's, she's lights out. She's super smart. Um, it's going to be nice to have like a, an additional set of eyes on the game for us. That's sick. And then today was announced. He had a new hockey ops coordinator, Sean Endrake. Yeah. 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 We're very fortunate to have Sean. He's a, he's a great guy. Um, he worked for Wilkes-Barre Penguins, right? Was that him? Uh, he was actually last year, the Bruins video assistant video coach. Okay. Yeah. So he's been AHL NHL. Um, so it's going to be a pretty seamless transition, I think. Cause usually the toughest part of that job is teaching video, but he's like already talking about folder structures and stuff. And my head's kind of spinning a little bit. I used like, <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's unbelievable. He's, he's going to be, uh, he's got some great ideas and he's going to help us get better. Since we're talking staff, do you want to talk, do you want to address the pizza toppings? Which part? Do you want to, this is, I'll give you, I'm going to give you the floor right now. If you want to talk about pizza toppings with your equipment manager and all the shenanigans that are going oh, on Eric? With, your, with your pineapple and everything else. No, he loves pineapple on his pizza. There it is. He absolutely loves pineapple. On it. No, he hates it. If, if oh, I was going to, I was going to no, go with you. I, I was going to go with you on that and let you, let you do that. So his name's Eric Anastasi and. Italian guy, right? Yeah. If he if word got out that he liked pineapple on his pizza, false or, or true, it would, he'd probably quit. Maybe we <laughs> yeah. maybe we can get Ken to come up with a graphic or something like that. We'll release it with the pod. Oh yeah, like a pineapple pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I um as much as me so, and Eric, buddy, I was gonna I, let you cook on that one. I was I, gonna I let can't. you yeah. No, I that's fine. No, because I, I actually, as much as we go back and forth, him and I, I, I do love that. I love that guy so much. He's <laughs> he's great at his job. So um, I prefer he stuck around. And I, I would be fearful that if he heard me say that on a, a national podcast, he'd be gone tomorrow. So, I'm still going to get bum rushed next time at Matthews. They're going to be like, that's the guy? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's going to come right at you. <laughs> All right, so open schedule, hosting a pair versus Penn State. Then yep. you head to LIU for a pair the following weekend. That's your first two weeks. Yep. What do you guys look for in the first couple of games? Besides, obviously, you know, a dub, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, attention to detail more than anything. Um, just with the little things, like not even the systems and stuff like that. Um, you know, our, our four checks going to need to – it's going to need work. Our, our, you know, power play and PK and D zone, it's all going to need work. So um, that stuff will come more than anything. It's just paying attention to little, little details, like stick position in the D zone, calling for the puck, something as simple as that. Um, you know, reading coverage, all sorts of little, little things. Um, but systematically – it's definitely not going to be perfect. We would never expect it to be perfect. So um, just controlling those little, little things is going to be what we look for more than anything. That's probably going to be what we hammer home on most throughout the course of the next couple of weeks here. Do you guys mix and match the lines throughout the games once it's like in hand one way or the other? Do you start to kind of see what these two look like or those look like? Like the within our own lines? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I, I'm i not afraid to, um, mm -hmm. but – I think we'll have like our lines will shift a ton for the first month, something like that. Maybe a little bit less. Pairings uh, also, or just the upfront? 
No, both. I would say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably, probably the D pairing is a little bit less just because there's not a lot of turnover there. Right. Like I said, there's one new defenseman, right? Um, but up front, like we have, we have a lot of new forwards, so there's going to be a lot of shifting around. Okay. And not um, just like within the lines, but people that are scratched, people that are you know dressed. Right. You know. Um. What about goalies? How do you? How do you? Is it? Is it going to be the Phillips show until she's done, or do you start working in others in these first few games to kind of get them experience, used to the yeah. bright light a little bit? Yeah, not Zagorski, but the the freshman. I more. Yeah, you'll you'll have to ask the goalie whisperer, Dave Flint, about that one. All right. I I don't go near the goalies. <laughs> we, well, when he and I talked, I told him I go my whole thing with goalies was. When I was coaching, I mean, obviously it's lacrosse, a little different, but I'd always come up to him like Marge at halftime, like, "Yeah, right, buddy." Yeah. Just want to make sure their eyes aren't like, "I've seen yeah. way too many shots," right? Goal- you know, goalies terrify me. Yeah, and I almost like so we had a. <laughs> you'll love this. So I have a I have a Chihuahua, a Dachshund Chihuahua. I have a real dog too. My Dachshund Chihuahua is a cat, basically. But uh, <laughs> we had like a team. I don't know which worse, that or the pineapple. To be perfect. <laughs> You're trying to tell me that if you had pineapple pizza right in front of you and you were hungry, you wouldn't eat it? No, I would. I just I'm, tr- I'm now I'm trying to get back in the good graces of your equipment manager. But no, go ahead. It's impossible. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we we had we had like a team event at my house as Frankel's first year. Mm-hmm. So this is before we knew she was Aaron Frankel, right? And this is when we just got the dog, so we didn't know that he was he was an idiot. So they're all out in the backyard playing like cornhole or something like that. And I'm, I think I'm grilling in the other side of the yard. And all of a sudden I hear someone screaming and then I hear like a little yapping, something like that. I turn around and Frankel is bolting across my yard with my little, no joke at this point, he's probably maybe a foot long, something like that, a foot long sprinting across the yard after Frankel. I thought I was going to lose my job. <laughs> Did he bite her or something? No, didn't get her. But here's the thing. And I've told Franco this before. The one thing you do if a dog's barking at you, yeah, you don't scream and or run. sprint across the yard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. she hates that dog now. But yeah. So ever since then, <laughs> goalies, goalies, I'm good. Well, uh, to be fair, I'm pretty sure she hates me after my interview. So that's that's fine. <laughs> she hasn't told me, so I think you're in a good spot. Probably in a better spot than what our equipment manager will be with you after this. <laughs> and then the last one I got for you. What are the odds of one us doing a live podcast for Matthews, and two, if we do the live podcast, you can walk Todd over and set him down so we can talk to him? Um, I mean, the odds are very high. I'm oh. not convinced Ked would drive up. Wow. We we wow. want to do we want to do a podcast from Matthews. Like, if we can get the technology, like. Do like in between periods, a little summation, second, you know, a little summation after the game, then do a legit pod and have some players come through. That'd be sick. That, that, that would be very, very, there would be probable, it would be a, a Delaney question, but I don't know what is less likely, Ked coming up to Boston or Todd knowing what a podcast is. <laughs> so, Ked, Ked, so Todd, Todd, uh, Lampert, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Todd, Great guy, older guy, salt of the earth dude. And Delaney, in her infinite wisdom, (laughs) decided to sit me and Todd next to each other in the press box. And it literally is like Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets. The two of us just sit there (laughs) and we sit next to each other. He knows everybody, but he'll talk to them and then he'll just look at me and be like, 
which is just hilarious. And he, like the first, I think the first time I introduced myself, because I knew who he was, he offered me jerky. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, yeah. I'm like, this guy's awesome. Yeah, we <laughs> just sit there next to each other. And he gets up with 30 seconds left of every period and ducks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he gets so mad at bad plays. Oh, yeah. So mad. Yeah. So mad. Yeah. He's a great he's guy, a, though. He's a fiery old man. Ked, Ked Todd's like, uh, he, you you must know a guy like this. He's the mayor of every place he goes. Oh, like, yeah. Everybody knows him. It's yeah. the most unbelievable thing in the world. That's Todd. We'll have to, we'll have to get him to sit down with us. Yeah, he's the best. Oh, Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know if that's a great idea because he's an old man, too. His, his <laughs> filter... <laughs> well, we one podcast of just a giant bleep. <laughs> I don't know if that'd be good for ratings or sponsors. Yeah. Who, we could do who it. Be, who, who would Delaney be more nervous coming on the pod, Todd or Irving? Todd, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, it wouldn't even be close. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So that's what that's what we had for you. I think that's a pretty good season preview. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm very very happy with that. I think that went well. I think we. Have three swears in the jar, so all from Ked. So doing very well there. That's good. What do we got? We're gonna do lightning round. Sure. Uh, yeah, we can do a quick lightning round. We can do that. I'm gonna play the three stars. All right. That one's that one's something. That lightning is. round, brownie. Take it away. All right, so these are put together, and I didn't see them. So we'll just work our way around the room. Okay. Uh, we'll all answer. All right, so we'll go Ked Carp Me. We'll do it like that. Okay. Would you rather speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Talk to animals. I hate people. Done. Animals. Yeah, same. I think that would be so much fun. Talk to that'd be unbelievable. The, the language thing would be really helpful with recruiting, but. Oh, yeah. yeah I didn't think yeah. of that. Oh, we could have an international podcast. Animals for sure. I can figure out why my dog's such a. Yeah, but you can speak every language. You can go anywhere in the world and not feel nervous ever. Like, I've never been really to a foreign country where I didn't know, like, what people were saying. But my anxiety thinking about that's through the roof. So I don't know. I would. I don't know. But animals are cool. Huh. <laughs> so. Is it. Is it wrong? <laughs> I'm just seeing these. Is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? Yeah. <laughs> Hypocrisy at its finest. <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no unless they unless they have like bacon fat in them or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that was a funny one. Uh oh. Now I know why she picked these. If there's a spider in your house, do you kill it or set it free? Kill it. 100%. See, this is why she put these on. Yeah, that's a goner. I take the spider and bring it into the basement and let it loose. In the basement? No, I, I murder that thing. I, I'll put it outside in the summer, but in the winter I put them in the basement so they can kill bugs. No, I kill it and put it on display so all the other spiders know to fucking leave. <laughs> Sorry. Swear. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. We got we're, we're trying to get new new uh, new hoodies for the for the players. Uh, first, I guess this could be first or current celebrity crush. Sydney Sweeney. Oh, okay, yeah. What do you got, Car? My mom was Emma Watson. I've answered that. Before. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hermione Granger, that. dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, we grew up together. 
Mine she, was on, she was on the screen and I was in real life, but yeah. It counts. Yeah, essentially, right? Yeah, when you're a kid, like, pretending that you're in overtime outside and you're just shooting putts on net, and then you look in the stands, you're looking right at Emma Watson, right? Sure. <laughs> For exactly. sure. Yeah. I'm going Lori Laughlin when I was younger, and now it's got to be Salma still. Uh, yeah, it's definitely Salma for you, yeah. dude. That would have been weird if you didn't say that. Did you see her post for her? Yes, I saw it. Yep. Thank you, Lord. Uh, your favorite Halloween costume? Uh, my first one, I was a bumblebee, but I bought a Scooby-Doo one, like Johnny Manziel, one year. That was pretty cool. Scooby-Doo was fun. Hey, Carp, did you know that Johnny Manziel follows the morning skate on social media? I yeah. love that. Yeah, it's crazy. Good follows like 2,000 people, and just we just happen to be one of them. Kind just of leave bizarre. that part out of it. What's your favorite Halloween costume, Carp? Um, I met like my wife for real. I, mean, I kind of knew her before, but we like got to know each other a lot better. Uh, I was wearing just a beer, like a full okay. body beer. Yeah, she has good taste. Yeah, that was a good one. Good taste. Mine was uh, the Blues Brothers. My buddy Johnny Laws when we were kids. Shocking. A movie Ked has not seen. Shocking. Uh, this could be problematic. How many redheads are you friends with? <laughs> oh man, um, couple, two, three. I don't know. I have to like really think about it. Who wrote these? She, I, she didn't write them. I think she got them off the internet. My Who's wife. She, Lori. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't even know. Not a lot. No, not a lot. Not my choice is just my circles. I, I feel like redhead is like the only thing that you're allowed to say whatever you want to them. I don't think we should really poke the bear in case yeah, I believe we that can't do that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, okay. Would you rather? Would you rather come face to face with a mini hippo or a giant cockroach, and both are in a bad mood? Oh, how how big is the mini hippo? I'm thinking they're the same size based on this. A mini hippo, giant. Oh, cockroach. mini hippo, dude. Dude, you know how dangerous hippos are. It's the size of a cockroach. What is he going to do to me? No, 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 no. I'm saying they're the same size. So a miniature hippo and a giant cockroach are both the size of, like, say, a Labrador. That's how I interpret Dude, this. I'm question. still taking the hippo. The cockroaches, they're gross, man. I think I'm taking a hippo, too. Oh, yeah. you guys are wrong. I'm going cockroach because hippos, are, they, they kill more people in Africa than any other animal. Yeah, but, yeah, but normal size hippos do. Yeah, miniature hippo, hippo, probably not. And if you kill a giant cockroach, you imagine the mess? Oh, gross. Gross. But when I lived in Florida, they have palmetto bugs. You know what a palmetto bug is? It's a giant flying cockroach. Nope. And I stepped on those in a flip-flop once, and it was like I stepped in dog poop. It yeah. was horrible. Uh, if, <laughs> if you had to change your first name, what would you change it to? Um, Probably Charles. That's my Charles? dad. Oh, yeah, that's Charlie. One. Yeah, I'd go with my dad, Fred. Why not? Ah, I'll go with my dad, Joe. There you go. Yeah, All right, there you go. I named my son Fred, so why not? There you go. I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but have you guys ever noticed that girls' names like age out and guys' names don't? Like they're still Jimmy's and James and Fred's and Adams and Joe's, but like how many Lenores do you know? How many Doreen's do you know? Brownie, know what was your mom's name? Lauren. Well, oh, okay, that one doesn't. Yeah, Lauren. Lauren. That's pretty common, but I feel like girls' names like age out. Well, every, I had like, a grandmother Hilda, for example. Hilda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess it really isn't old school boys' names, unless you but like guys' names. Them. Chill uh, until you get into like the Braxtons and shit, who like drink yeah. like. I think those are gonna age out. 
uh, going they forward. should. They never should have been around anyway. <laughs> All right, so this is a this is a three parter. Okay. Who who's your favorite Harry Potter character, Star Wars character, Avengers character? Wow, dude, that's a good one. Uh, Harry Potter. I'm gonna go with probably Hagrid. Oh, uh, that's a big guy, right? Yeah. Good Star one. Wars. I played sports. And what was the other one? The Avengers. The Avengers. Um, oh, this is your chance to be Ant-Man. Thor's pretty funny, dude. Like, yeah. I think Thor's hilarious. So I, that right. would be mine. Like Fat Thor or regular Thor? Fat Thor, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. What do you got, Carp? I mean, it'd be hypocritical if I didn't say Hermione, right? Hermione, yeah. Do you want to beat her? Aside from her? I would think oh, you would have picked Ron so you could no. beat her. No, what? I don't know. <laughs> He's a redhead. He's a redhead. I'm still keep swinging. All yeah. comes back to that. That'll Star Wars too. Um, wait, you said be them? Oh no, it's who is your favorite? Yeah, yeah sorry. All right, sorry. so that's why. I there you go. That. I'm yeah. Sorry. All right. Um, I mean, I don't really, I don't know Star Wars that much to be honest with you. Obi Wan, why not? Right. Yeah, and then. Um, Avengers, mm-hmm. Ant Man. Ant Man. Yeah, he's funny. Why not? Wow. Ed had this whole thing. Who was the softest? The the softest superhero, Flash or Ant Man? That was his thing last week. You said Ant Man was the softest. No, he was yeah, just comparing Flash. the two. Flat. Oh, but Ant Man. Ant Man can go all over the place. Yeah, the character Chris Pratt plays is pretty funny. I, I forget Star- his name. Yeah, right. uh, Sorry, Star- Harry Star- Potter. Yeah. I'm gonna say uh, he had like an uncle who was like kind of a like a bad badass. Severus, oh, yeah. Sirius Black, dude. Sirius, that's yeah. it. Sirius. So I'll take him. Star Wars. I'll say Han Solo, yeah. and Avengers. I'm gonna have to say, uh, uh. King T'Challa, the Black Panther. Yeah, I gotta change mine. It's definitely Iron Man. Actually, that was oh, dumb. there you go, good one. Yeah, that was stupid. Never That's mind. fine. Uh, what was the last dare you accepted? I don't know if I want to answer that, man. The dares. <laughs> it's an NCA podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna plead <laughs> the fifth on that. Yeah, probably yeah. more than likely. I just I don't really want to talk about it. Probably. All right, Pat, we got to pass. Dare. I, I'm not really dared to do anything. Yeah, not like a dare, but like like I, I think you can interpret this as what was something that you shouldn't have done that you did. Like stupid. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, right. we're gonna move on from All that. right, we'll skip that whole thing. Yeah. All right, what is your go-to karaoke song? Uh Friends in Low Places. Oh, good one. That was that's probably the one for me too. That was my 21st birthday. Oh, yeah, Garpy. Yeah. Nice. I was gonna say Johnny Cash. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, which mythical creature do you think was possible that was real at one time? Whoa, probably the Loch Ness monster, man. There's, there's, you see, some woman has new pictures, and it might not even be like there could be a Loch Ness monster. When I say that, is it just in that little area, or could it be anywhere in the world? Because there's probably so many animals in the sea that we don't even know exist, and there's probably one that looks exactly like that, right? Probably, yeah, that one's Uh, trapped there. I tell you what, dude, if Andre the Giant wasn't like born into like a family and just got really hairy, was chilling in the woods, like he would be Bigfoot. Yeah. Okay. So like that's kind of real. I I don't think aliens are real. 
by the way. That's like the whole new thing that's out right now. I don't think aliens are mythical creatures. <laughs> well, if they're not real, they're mythical. All right, tomato. I tell you what, man, I'm buzzing. All right, Carp, what do you got for a mythical? Uh, I mean, this is gonna sound weird, but I have a daughter and she's got an animal like this. A horse must have had a horn at some point, right? Oh, dude, my daughter has so many different types of unicorns, and now I know what to do with them when she ages out. So perfect. What do you do with them? You're gonna give them to you. No way. Your (laughs) daughter's like, how old's your daughter? Three? Yeah, we got enough stuff. You have four years. Four years of crap will come from my house to yours. Perfect. Uh, What movie do you quote the most? Probably Tropic Thunder. (laughs) I love that movie, man. I love that movie. There's probably not one of those you can say on the NCAA version. Probably not. No. 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 (laughs) That's such a good movie. Yeah. Mine's easy. Happy Gilmore. Inside. Oh. Yeah. It's not even close. I was going to say, mine's the original Ghostbusters. Um, what do you think? Only two more. What do you What do you think most people misunderstand about you? Oh, we're getting deep. Um, I, she's probably going to listen to this tomorrow or whenever and be like, hmm. That I'm not just looks. It'll probably, <laughs> it'll probably, it'll probably be mine. All right. Just contain yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Carve. Because I know what you're going to say after that misunderstood thing about me yeah god i don't know that's a tough one i'm just i'm not really a misunderstood guy i'm kind of well like a miss uh, like a like a misconception or something you know uh i'm five seven and three quarters not five seven okay i would say for me uh (laughs) i'm not really a dick i just don't want to be bothered so I, yeah, I'd say you know what I betray that, so I'm left alone. It's funny you say that. Like when I when I go out recruiting, I I can't talk to people, so I always like find my own little area. And like if yeah. someone's talking to me, I'm kind of like you with Jimmy Buffett or whoever. <laughs> yeah, right? okay. So it's kind of like yeah. like I'd love to talk to you, but I'm like trying to do so. So I guess that can kind of come off as me yeah. being a little yeah. bit. Uh, it's a good one. Not, not nice. So I'll All take right. that one too. So this last one's a two parter. What event throughout what sorry, what hockey event throughout history do you wish you had witnessed in person? And what historical event do you wish you had witnessed in person? 1980. Mm-hmm. Oh, the gold medal? Or no, the, yeah. the beat Russia, not the gold yeah. medal. Yeah. And I think I would have loved to have been at the tea party. Oh. Stir the pot a little bit. I would or said, at the Battle of Saratoga, dude. Turning point of the Revolutionary War. Uh, allegedly. Case, wow. Yeah. Well, I would you ever get a drinking s- ticket there? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have been at the 72 Summit Series. Oh, oh that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, that would have been. That's that Bobby Clark. When he did, did he just, yeah. Yeah, when he or, got Or it. the one with Theo Fleury and those guys. What was that? Late 80s, early 90s? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Did you see the 70, the 72 Summit Series documentary? I haven't. I feel like I probably should, though. It's not unbelievable. It's like they were talking about how the Swedish players would sharpen their sticks. That's how Bobby Clark got his tongue split in half. The Swedes? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. right? they yeah. played an exhibition game before the Summit Series. And like when they were over in Russia, the like the Canadian guys were getting phone calls at like one, two, three, four o'clock in the morning before games oh, and stuff right. like that and fire alarms are good it's, it's wild like you guys are low-key dirty like look at some of the swedish players in the league right oh, now yeah. 
Yeah, you got it's and the cool. So the the documentary I have it actually has all the games too. So oh really? Games. It's it's unbelievable. Huh? It's unbelievable. It's a completely different sport. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, for sure. What about uh? What about a historical thing? Um. Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, it'll be interesting seeing some of the seeing some of the Hatfield and McCoy stuff. Oh, yeah, oh cool. I bet you Red Dead Redemption deep, type stuff. You yeah, deep enough into yeah. the West Virginia Hills, you could probably see it right now. I'd imagine. Yeah, but like at the height. Yeah. The no, height I get that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see. So I'm gonna say for hockey, I'm torn between Bobby or goal mm-hmm. and Game Seven in Vancouver. You know, for the 2011 Cup run, that would have been sick to mm-hmm. be there, especially to be the away fan. You know what I mean? Again, not a dick. <laughs> uh, and historical, I, I might have to save John F. Kennedy. What's the show we were watching on Netflix where that was one of the seasons where they tried to save Kennedy? Uh, the Umbrella Academy. Do you ever see that show? Yes, that's right. I did forget about that. You're right. They did try to save Kenny. I mean, it got all screwed up, and then you got all the timelines and everything, but yeah. So, all right. So, Carp, you want to talk about um, opening night? Tell the people where to find you. Yeah. Um, 21st? No, I think it's like the 23rd. It's a Saturday. Okay. The 23rd, September. Yep. Yep. Matthews Arena. Uh, We're playing against Penn State. Rankings haven't come out yet, but we were both in the national tournament last year, so it'll be should be a great game. Um, yeah. What banner night. Is that banner night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be banner night. We might have our rings by then, too. We're, so well, I'm ho- well, I'm not hosting. My buddy's hosting a beer Olympics that day. So I'll be dialed in for you guys. We're playing on the 24th, too. So it'll be okay. perfect. Yeah. Nice. But if you're doing the beer Olympics, right, you probably won't want to make that trip. Yeah, but I'm going to be thinking about you. I appreciate that. Maybe, maybe I'll paint like NU on me or something. Oh, I appreciate that. Delaney will post the link so you can watch too. It'll be perfect. Perfect. Yep. Um, and and I say this with every single Northeastern coach player that comes on, pound for pound, the best entertainment value for hockey in the city of Boston. And I would even reckon to say New England is at Matthews Arena to watch the women's hockey play. I'll take it. I think it's ten dollars per adult, five bucks for kids, something like that. Nothing yeah. crazy. But um we're gonna yeah. go on a run this year. I can't wait. I, I'm going to Matthews. He you says watch, he's coming. He you says watch, he's coming. Man. I, I find I a weekend you. off. I got your apparel all set aside. <laughs> I told you. I told you this last year. You're good to all go. Right. Yeah. Right. It's hilarious. Um, you're gonna get you're gonna get yours before Brownie. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, Art, the last one I got for you. Do you have a uh, Jerome McGinley story? Uh, story. I don't think. Uh, well, no. inter- interaction you could share? Anything? Yeah, that's Brownie trying to see if you have a connect. No, I know he does, but I'm not, I want to get this on my own volition. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, he's so, I mean, he and his daughter came to, to visit Northeastern. She's an unbelievable player. Um, she scored but, one in the uh, collegiate series we talked yeah, about last yeah. week. Yep. Yeah, she's a heck of a player. Uh, Jade and um, I would say that he he is like one of the nicest human beings I've ever met like he's he's you would never in a million years if you didn't know hockey think that he was in the Hall of Fame like just super genuine super cool. nice guy is um, he a big dude yeah he's a pretty yeah. big guy yeah 
if it ever comes up, if you ever run into him and he's like, who is this creep? Just put in a good word for me. Because it goes off the rails at the almost the end of every podcast. I think he when... kissed him goodbye last week. <laughs> <laughs> Would you turtle for him? I, I probably I definitely Brownie should. would go belly up. I probably throw my stomach like a like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should, but think of the story. You know what I mean? Think of the story. Be like, yeah, I got rocked by Iggy. I mean, I don't know if you'd be able to tell the story. I gotta be honest. Oh, eventually, I I'd come out of the coma. Your jaw would be hanging off. <laughs> Actually, that'd be another good hockey one to go witness the shift. You know, that's what it's called. If you look that up on YouTube, for those at home. Uh, Jerome McGinley's shift. Uh, was it against? Damn, I don't remember who was against, but it was sick. It's did called. You see, the- did you see Lucic or Lucic's uh, shift when he was with Vancouver Giants? Yes, yes, I love that one. Looks like a man among boys out there. Yeah, that was amazing. So good. What do you What do you got, real quick? What's your What's your Bruins prediction for this year? I have no idea. I know. I don't. I, don't know. I I hope they make playoffs. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of a lot of firepower to to take care of. The kid just checked right out as soon as he said that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I'm pretty sure he just checked his text messages. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, this I, part's I'm getting so, cut out I'm for sure. Over hearing about how the Bruins all right, all right, go ahead, kid. This me. and this and this. So God and bless that. you, Jerome again, wherever you are. I'm going to keep it clean, NCAA. <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, Carp, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, Thank you. How those Huskies, man? I'm pumped for this year. So, guys, tune in uh, next podcast for 300. So. Big live extravaganza. It's going to be a lot. So it is uh, be a lot. I think I might buy a bottle of champagne, pop bottles on on air. Well, I'm going to be eating Taco Bell, so we'll probably both vomit at the same time. Yeah. All right, Carp. Thank you. Thanks, guys, you for too. tuning in. We will talk to you guys next week.